Let me tell you about Rough Greens real quick. Rough Greens uh, for your dog. Uno has it every day. He's a different dog. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a free bag. Just call, um, what is it, 833-GLEN33. That's with two N's, 833-GLEN33. Or go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get a free small bag. It's just a little bag. Here it is right here. Uh, And you just try it with your dog. Just make sure that your dog will eat it. If your dog loves it as much as our dogs do, then order the bigger bag uh, and uh, and see the difference in your dog. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get it now. Free bag. Just pay for shipping and handling. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Welcome to Monday. I have been looking at a story all weekend, a little perplexed. Uh, It is the uh, story of the largest gasoline pipeline in the country that was shut down by cyber hackers on Friday. It's still down and it's dramatically going to affect gas prices, especially over the Labor Day weekend. Here's, Here's the... Part of the story I'm confused by, the journalists seem to care about the price of gasoline well, for the first time. And is it because they actually care or is it because they're trying not to focus on the fact that this was an attack most likely from Russia? And it isn't the first cyber attack from Russia of the year. I want to get into that just a little bit. Maybe we should be paying attention to Vladimir Putin. We go there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. One of the things you should value most in your life is peace of mind, and it is hard to come by. But when you have it, it's a good feeling. For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find financial peace of mind, helping you do whatever it is you need to do, like lowering your rate, paying off your debt, or financing a new home. Guiding you through straightforward mortgage experience without any pressure. There's no upfront fees. There's nothing to worry about. It's peace of mind. And if you're going to get a loan, if you think you might want to refi or uh, make a consolidation loan or you're in the market for a, a new home, now is the time to do it. Credit is going to become a lot harder to come by soon. Saving money in the best of times is a great idea. Saving money in the not so best of times is even a better idea. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I want to start with this. The largest gasoline pipeline in the country was shut down on Friday.
It was a sophisticated ransomware attack, which experts are calling the most dramatic cyber attack on U.S. soil to date. So this happened on Friday. The most dramatic cyber attack on U.S. soil to date, specifically targeting our infrastructure. The story goes on to say the president was alerted on Saturday. Was he was he in nappy nap time? Where the hell? What happened? What, what do you mean? He was alerted on Saturday. A massive cyber attack happened on Friday. The president was briefed on it and told of it on Saturday. There's a little thing that maybe I, I think maybe we should probably look into. There's a question for the press to ask. Why the delay? There are now fears of major spikes in gas, oil, and diesel prices after, quote, the jugular of the U.S. fuel pipeline system is forced to suspend operations. It's called the jugular. Unless we sort it out by Tuesday, that's tomorrow, they're in big trouble. The first areas to be impacted would be Atlanta and Tennessee. Then the domino effect goes up to New York. He said oil future traders are now scrambling to meet the demand at a time when U.S. inventories are declining and demand, especially for fuel for cars, is on the rise as consumers return to the roads and the economy recovers. President Biden briefed on the situation on Saturday with one energy expert telling Politico it's the most significant and successful attack on energy infrastructure that we know of in the United States. The hackers are likely a professional cyber criminal group and a group dubbed Darkside. Darkside is among the potential suspects, according to two government agencies. The uh, Bloomberg News cited people familiar with the matter reported late on Saturday that the hackers are part of Darkside and it took nearly 100 gigabytes of data out of Colonial's network. That's the pipeline on Thursday ahead of the pipeline shutdown. Darkseid is known for deploying ransomware and extorting victims while avoiding targets in post-Soviet states. It is believed to be based in Russia. So when you read that it is a cyber attack in Eastern Europe, I would say, yeah, you know, mainly focused around the Crimea area. Eastern Europe. This is killing me, Stu. It's killing me. (laughs) What was it that... What was it that Putin said two years ago that World War Three would be fought? How do you remember? Well, he th- I think he didn't even say it. World War Three will be fought. Didn't he say it's already started? Um, it's already started and the West doesn't know it. And it'll be fought. How uh, digitally. Right. I can't remember the exact yeah, term. Ones, he, he said ones, ones and zeros. And zeros. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. It'll be. F- yep. Ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. We are in a war, by the way. So the the pipeline uh, going down. That's not the only one that has happened now. Less, less we forget uh, the three, th- three. I'm sorry, thirty thousand U.S. victims, small businesses, and local governments that it, that were hacked by cyber es- uh, espionage unit backed by the Chinese government in January of this year. 
Hackers focused on stealing emails from victim organizations by exploiting flaws in the Microsoft Exchange server, widely used by corporate companies, large companies, and organizations. Since January, Chinese-backed hackers have used four flaws in Microsoft software to gain control of the email servers of organizations around the world. There is an Axis power. It is Russia and China. Russia and China. By the way, who is also aligned with Russia and China? Iran. Huh. Wow. This is weird. By the way, the um, attackers on solar winds. China was involved with the um, Microsoft, but also solar winds kind of connected. Also, the solar winds thing, it appears that was a Russian hack. Over the weekend, I read a story. Experts puzzle over Biden's push to re-enter nuclear deal with hostile Iran. What makes me concerned, says a Middle East expert, what makes me concerned is that we're trying to find a diplomatic solution with a non-diplomatic partner. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, really? They, they're not interested in diplomacy? They just want to destroy the United States? So, you know, as we are supposedly negotiating with them, this last weekend, just before Ali Khamenei, the new, I don't know, Grand Vizier or whatever the hell he is, um, the head of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, uh, he is, uh, he's about to speak right before that. And now here's a nice little video from the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. And it shows them marching towards the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and then it shows the U.S. Capitol Dome exploding. Now, the Grand Vizier. What? <laughs> Here's the wizard. And the wizard gets up and says all kinds of anti-American stuff. And we're negotiating with them? Can we just start uh, identifying our enemies, please? Can we? I mean, I think it's... I think it's way high time that we identify china is an enemy of ours it's not a friend of ours well actually it is a kind of a dating service i don't know if you know this Stu, did you uh do you see what happened with hunter biden now uh, some new information has been uh has been leaked out about the uh i i hate to say soft and hardware uh <laughs> on uh you know his anyway mm -hmm. um apparently uh, uh, in his emails, he had a close relationship with a Chinese-American secretary mm. who worked for him when he went into business with the man he called the spy chief of China. That Those are, those are Hunter Biden's words. I, I'm working now with the spy chief of China. The mysterious young assistant wrote the president's son flirty messages sent him opposition research for Joe Biden's White House run and encouraged him to draw funds from the company's accounts when the joint venture collapsed and even ended up, she did, with Hunter's military dog tags. Now, I wear dog tags. I don't know if you can. I wear dog tags. I can't tell you how many times I've left my dog tags 
at my hot secretary's apartment. Oh, right. Yeah, Stu, that happens been, to you yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it happened to me once, it's happened a million times. Yeah. You know what I Seven mean? Seven times for me just last week. I, I, yeah, just, just last, last week. week. Yep. Seven different Even secretaries. Even on Mother's Day. Seven di- different Chinese-American <laughs> secretaries. Really? Yeah, that I just yeah. had met, and they all applied in, uh, in close uh, you know, conjunction there, which was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. You know, got mm-hmm. a lot of applications. Uh, hired yeah. them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was, uh, you know, I had a secretary that was working for Alexander Dugan, and uh, and I thought there's nothing to worry about there. I mean, that's that's a that's a you know, sure she has that on her resume, but we all have worked for Alexander Dugan one time or another. You know, nothing to worry about there. No, there. No. And I was leaving her dog tags after uh, leaving my dog tags after uh, a active. Uh, sleep session over at her mm. house. We yeah, had a right. slumber party yep. because it was so late. We were working so very late. And she said, you know, you should just embezzle money from your company. Mm. And I thought, you know, coming from her who worked for Alexander Dugan, that could be used as blackmail. Mm-hmm. And so could my dog tags. Um, but uh, I didn't worry about it. I don't think I have anything to worry about. Do you? Oh, I, I absolutely don't think so. Although I will say there is a difference between your situation, uh, you know, where you were in the dog tags and dropping them off to Chinese secretaries and Hunter's yep. situation, which is. Uh, uh-huh. his, his was not, his were not dog tags. His were his doggy chain necklace. You should notice that's what she was calling it in the emails. His doggy his chain doggy ne- necklace. Doggy chain necklace. <laughs> ah. So. Ah. It's, uh, <sighs> I leave those everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I mean, I just left them in a 7-Eleven just the other day. Mm-hmm. Your doggy like, chain necklace? I gotta take, the, I have to take my doggy chain necklace off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, uh, so anyway, hey, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Chinese military scientists uh, were discussing weaponizing SARS coronavirus in a document obtained by the U.S. government. Now, this isn't Gateway Pundit or anything. This is Bloomberg. Scientists in the Chinese military discuss weaponizing coronaviruses in the document obtained by the United States government, where they discuss their ideas about using biological weapons to win a third world war. Apparently, the document written by the People's Liberation Army scientists and senior Chinese public health officials in 2015 was obtained by the U.S. State Department as it conducted an investigation into the origins of COVID-19. The paper describes coronaviruses as heralding a new era of genetic weapons, says they can be artificially manipulated into an emerging human disease virus and then weaponized and unleashed in a way never before seen. What they were trying to do was to collapse the enemy's health care system. Now, uh, the story goes on, uh, and you, you would ask yourself, gee, when did we have this information? I mean, they wrote it in 2015. When did we get it? Well, first of all, let me just say this. There's no evidence that they did any of this. They're just talking about it. You know, it's like a lot of these Marxists in universities. They're not, they're, they're not plotting a revolution. They're just talking about a revolution, okay? Um, by the way, this, um, this, this document was circulated inside the State Department in 2020. 
It was part of an internal file, but most of that file was never made public for a variety of reasons, including that the Chinese government was blackmailing the State Department to shut up or they wouldn't give us our PPE masks. Does that maybe start to make sense on why Genovirus, why everybody all of a sudden in the media was like, we shouldn't talk about China. How dare you talk about China? Because their friends in the State Department are like, oh, he can't tell you. Kind of important, maybe, that we know that the Chinese were discussing this. It may not be what happened, but they were talking about developing a coronavirus and then unleashing it to collapse the enemy's healthcare system. Gee, almost exactly what almost happened. No, uh-uh. don't worry about that. Just leave your dog tags on another table. Let's not talk about China. Let's not talk about who actually crashed the jugular of our oil pipelines. I don't want war, but I got news for you. With the CIA playing footsie with, hey, you're transgendered. We want you. Okay, well, if we're infiltrating something where that person has experience and will fit in, great. How about we just look for spies that are good at their job and don't have anxiety disorders? I mean, there's nobody worse in the CIA than somebody with an anxiety disorder. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it now. Now that we're here, I don't know. Stop it. Can we maybe get some people that don't look at the United States as the enemy? Because this Biden administration is doing the job for our enemies. All right, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is uh, the phone company that will give you a better rate, give you better customer service, uh, has, I think, the biggest footprint now. Uh, in uh, in the United States, the broadest nationwide coverage uses the same cell towers as everybody else. Hey, but doesn't give money to Planned Parenthood. Huh, I think that's pretty good. You know, if you have Verizon, that's where your money is going. Yeah, it's going to uh, people in, in Verizon and Verizon then takes a big punt, punt, chunk of their money and gives it to things like anti Second Amendment or or uh, uh, excuse me. Excuse me, my allergies are like crazy. Um, gives it to anti-Second Amendment or, you know, hey, let's let's get some. Uh, what what did, what are we, what are moms called now? Uh, birthing vessels. Yeah, I think it's something, something about birthing, which is just a, birthing a persons. I think more wonderful yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. So birthing persons can come in and not birth, but kill their baby. Thanks, Verizon. I'd like to say to Verizon, can you hear me now? I would like to cancel my subscription if I had one with Verizon wasn't already with Patriot Mobile. May I suggest you do that and switch today? Send a very clear message as you're on a phone that can send very clear messages through Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch now. 10 seconds station ID.
Well, I still, I, I don't even know how to explain this one to my wife, but I left my dog tags on the table of a hooker's house. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I was there for, you know, just, you know, regular business purposes. Uh, she was my secretary for a couple of hours and, uh, I just don't know how to You hire your secretaries mm-hmm. by the hour. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, do, do sometimes use... if it's late at night mm-hmm. on the weekends, do you, you know, use your main or offices or day. do you, do you rent a temporary office of some sort? Sometimes it's a temporary office mm-hmm. of some sort, mm-hmm. you know, some place that I could rent by the hour. Okay. You know, like near the yeah. highway, maybe an airport near the highway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, usually it, usually it's a place that guarantees they have a color TV, you know, <laughs> you know, I get so excited. Like, wow, we know wow. we're in the lap of luxury. They've got a color yeah. TV, color, color TV. Wow. There. Yeah. 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 Well, that's just the life I lead, you know? Yeah. So this anyway. is, this is it. This is you. You're, 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 I mean, you're living the jet setting life. Uh, hey, and you know you can't look. You've been successful. Yeah. Not nothing to do right. with your, your your dad. You know, was vice president of the United States. But you know yeah. that's that might be why some of these things come to you. At least some people would say that. Yeah. But I think you've well, just worked hard. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've worked very hard, yeah. very hard. You know, uh, I had to fly all the way to China to get that that deal that even Goldman Sachs was never offered. You know, from right? The mm-hmm. Chinese Communist Bank. Uh, they offered it to me because they just saw something in me, you know, might have been my secretary. She saw some things in me and maybe she passed it on to some other people that, you know, she's connected with. She saw lots of things um, about you. And, uh, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I don't think you want to really go into detail. I feel bad for, you know, Fang Fang and Jang Jang or whatever her name is. I feel bad for these. I mean. Imagine being over in China and like, you're going to America. Yay! And you got to sleep with this guy. What? Oh, come on. Put me in the... Come on. I'm a Uyghur. Really? Seriously? I've, I've all of a sudden become a Uyghur. I believe everything that they believe. Whatever it is they believe. I'm a Uyghur. Did you know that? Don't send me to Hunter Biden. Please. Don't. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know how somebody's always getting the drop on you when you least expect it, you know, tying you to a chair, making you eat a candy bar. <laughs> Ask my wife and kids, man. It happens to me all the time, all the time. I'm like, I'm home. And they're like, you got chocolate on your face, dad. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, I was kidnapped. Anyway, uh, one of the reasons I eat uh, built bars is because I want to be healthy and strong enough to fight those guys off that are always force feeding me chocolate. And the good thing is, Built Bars are made with 100% real chocolate. They're low in calorie, low carb. They're also high in fiber, protein. In other words, I guess they're good for you. And they're delicious at the same time. Amazing flavors. New ones coming out all the time. In all seriousness, I would never eat these things as described. They're described as a protein bar. Why do that? It's real chocolate. It's a candy bar. It just happens to be healthy for you. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and save 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com. Promo code BEC15. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV.
This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to introduce a uh, friend of the program and a friend of mine, Dave Isay. He is the founder of StoryCorps. StoryCorps is this uh, really cool thing that started years ago, collecting stories uh, of Americans, and then they are kept at the National Archives, so we are able to preserve the voices of today. And there's some amazing moments that happen. He has been uh, he's been working on uh, not only uh, StoryCorps, <clears throat> but he has also um, been working on one small step, which is bringing people of different ideologies together and letting them find their way to each other. And it's it's an amazing healing kind of thing that's going on. We were supposed to have him on a Friday because of uh, the buildup to Mother's Day, but I thought, you know, we can still use some good news. So, Dave, I say welcome to the program. How are you? Glenn, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so, um, how was your Mother's Day, first of all? It was great. Thanks. Yeah. No, my uh, we um, my mom is uh, thankfully still alive, and uh, we mm-hmm. celebrated with her and with my my wife and my kids. So we had a, we had a great day. And how about you? Uh, good. Uh, I know a, a year ago we were talking about your your son being very very sick, uh, and uh, you know grandma uh, saying you know giving kind of some hope there um yeah everybody's healthy everybody's fine yeah my kid had a, a long-haul case of COVID. uh he was yeah. one of the earliest uh people diagnosed but he um he's fine now so thanks for asking he's doing good okay so um we went out here in texas everything is so different around the country we went out yesterday and nobody was wearing a mask and it was almost back to normal i know Uh, I think it's Wednesday of this week that New York opens up and still people are, you know, a little bit in a panic about it. We're handling this really differently all across the country. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dave, um, why don't you share with us the uh, mom's Q&A? Set this up for us, will you? Sure. Um, so we'll, we'll share a couple of stories, Glenn. And, and, you know, again, it's always great to be on. And I, I appreciate how deeply you believe in uh, StoryCorps and one, and one Small Step. And as you said, you know, StoryCorps is families coming together, everyday people to talk about their lives. And One Small Step is a new project that we've developed, partly in partnership with you, uh, that deals with the issue of um, the toxic uh, polarization in this country. But we're going to listen to a standard yeah. StoryCorps story. Um, and, you know, it's okay to stretch out, like you said, Mother's Day for one more day. Um, yeah. I think we're going to start with, um, this is this is an interview between a mom and her uh, and her son. He actually brought her to a StoryCorps booth. We have these booths all across the country. Um, and he was 12 years old at the time. His name is Josh Littman. And he has Asperger's syndrome, which, as you know, everybody mm-hmm. knows at this point, a form of autism where um, where people can come across as eccentric um, and often develop obsessions. You know, a lot of times in New York City, uh, a lot of kids who have Asperger's develop obsessions with the subways, for instance. Um, mm. In Josh's case, it's animals. Um, and he came to StoryCorps with his own questions. Usually people use the kind of standard StoryCorps questions to ask. He came with his own questions um, to uh, talk to his mom. And you'll notice actually an interesting thing. He was born in England um, and he moved to the United States when he was one, but he still has a British accent, which is one of the That's things weird. that um, kids, kids with Asperger's, yeah, um, often hold huh. on to accents. 
Um, so let's listen to um, Josh Littman, uh, who, again, who has an obsession with animals, interviewing his mom, um, Sarah, at StoryCorps. From a scale of 1 to 10, do you think your life would be different without animals? I think it would be an 8 without animals because they add so much pleasure to life. How else do you think your life would be different without them? I could do without things like cockroaches and snakes. Well, I'm okay with snakes as long as they're not venomous or like can constrict you or anything. Yeah, I'm not a big snake person. But cockroach is just the insect we love to hate. Yeah, it really is. Have you ever felt like life is hopeless? Um, when I was a teenager, I was very depressed. And I think that can be quite common with teenagers who think a lot, you know, and are perceptive. Am I like that? You were very much like that. Do you have any mortal enemies? I would say my worst enemy is sometimes myself. But I, I don't think I have any mortal enemies. Have you ever lied to me? Hmm. I probably have, but I try not to lie to you, even though sometimes the questions you ask make me uncomfortable. Like when we go on our walks, some of the questions I might ask. Yeah, but you know what? I feel it's really special that you and I can have those kind of talks, even if sometimes I feel myself blushing a little bit. Have you ever thought you couldn't cope with having a child? <laughs> I remember when you were a baby, you had really bad colic, so you would just cry and cry. And What's I didn't colic? It's when you get this stomach ache and all you do is scream for like four hours Even a night. Even louder than Amy does? You were pretty loud, but Amy's was more high-pitched. I think it feels like everyone seems to like Amy more, like she's like the perfect little angel. Well, I can understand why you think that people like Amy more. And I'm not saying it's because of your Asperger's syndrome, but being friendly comes easily to Amy. Whereas I think for you, it's more difficult. But the yeah, people who like, take the time to get to know you love you so much. Like Ben or Eric or Carlos. Yeah. and Like I have better quality friends, but less quantity. I, would, I wouldn't judge the quality, but I think... I mean, like, first day is like, Amy loved Claudia, then she hated Claudia, she loved Claudia, yeah, part, then you she know what, hated part of, Claudia. Part of that's a girl thing, honey. The important thing for you is that you have a few very good friends. And really, that's what you need in life. Did I turn out to be the son you wanted when I was born? Like, did I meet your expectations? And oh, my God. You've exceeded my expectations, sweetie. Because, you know, sure, you have these fantasies of what your child's going to be like, but you have made me grow so much as a parent because you think... Well, I was the one who made you a parent. You were the one who made me a parent. That's a good point. But also, because you think differently from, you know, what they tell you in the parenting books... Yeah. I really had to learn to think out of the box with you. And it's made me much more creative as a parent and as a person. And I'll always thank you for that. And that helped that. when Amy was born. And that helped with Amy was born. But you were just so incredibly special to me. And I'm so lucky to have you as my son. That is such an amazing, frank conversation that you just don't. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, you're listening to a very personal conversation. With a very well, tough kid. <laughs> yeah. He had some that's tough right, questions. You, you Great. On, on, on real life, you know, and, and again, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, but what I like to think StoryCorps does is just shake us on the shoulder and remind us what's important because we're stuck in Boy. so much nonsense, Glenn, and we've talked about this before. I just want, she told me a story that um, Sarah had a column in a newspaper in Connecticut on education. Um, and she's very liberal. Uh, and after that story aired, someone wrote her a note and said, you know, I've read your column for years. 
and I haven't agreed with a single word you've written, but after hearing this, I realized that we agree on um, all of the most important things in life. You know, yeah. and that's and that's really what what one small step this this effort under StoryCorps that you and I are working on together um, is just trying to remind us about. You know, this this I know it's Monday morning, and like who no, wants I to think like this jump is... right back into the misery of of where we are in the country, uh, right? But, um, you know, more than half of Americans say the greatest threat to this country comes from our fellow citizens. You know, we've gone from disagreeing with one another to hating one another. We can't, we can't, you know, we can't remember why we like each other or why we live in the same country anymore. You know, I have to disagree. I I don't think it comes from, I don't think it comes from our fellow citizens. I think it comes from us. You know, it it is, it's not, we, we have to stop thinking about the greatest threat coming from our fellow citizens and start thinking about coming from us. We are all one. And yeah. one way or another, no matter which side you're on, we're do- in many ways we're doing the same things to each other. We're we're demonizing uh, one another and and not pausing. I mean, I think COVID helped me and my family out a great deal. We learned so much about us as a family. We are a much stronger family than we were a year ago. And I don't know if you know this about me, Dave, but I'm a I'm a painter, and I have been. Uh, I've uh, been painting these these different heroes of our past, and one of them is Lou Gehrig, and um, yeah. I call it uh, Lucky with an asterisk because the actual yeah. name of the title the title of the painting is Grateful, because as yeah. I'm painting these people, I I really I listen to their words. If anything was recorded, I try to get to know them, and uh, as I was painting Lou Gehrig, I thought, here's a guy who as he's he knows it's a death sentence he's going to be dead in two years and he gets up to the microphone he says i feel like the luckiest man in the world that's gratitude for what you have instead of focusing on what you don't have and we've lost that entirely yep yep it's it's um and and you know, things are not going in the right direction. You know, I've been, I, I've done StoryCorps for all these years and, you know, it's families talking to each other and it's incredibly successful, but I'm obsessed with this, with one small step with this across the divides piece, because, and I know, you know, you and I have had a lot of on, you know, face to face and also kind of behind the scenes communication. I know you're worried about mm-hmm. this as well, that, you know, this, this is this, this kind of intractable conflict, the high conflict that we're seeing, in the country is an existential threat. Um, and you know, it's easy again on the Monday morning after mother's day, I don't want to think about it. You don't want to think about it, but it's there and we have to deal with it. Um, and you know, I was, the the crazy thing about it is your audience, you and your audience, I mean, you could single-handedly, uh, the, your audience could, could, you know, set us on the road to fixing this problem. It's a massive audience. Um, I, I, I really believe that, you know, and, and we just we have got to take the first step towards, you know, recognizing that the people we disagree with, you know, that we have to, you know, not treat them um, uh, with contempt, but just um, see them as human beings. Arguing is not a problem. It's when we start to see each other as uh, less than human. And it's easy to do that. So the StoryCorps, what we're doing with StoryCorps with with One Small Step is putting people across the divides together just to talk to each other, just like Sarah Littman would talk to the guy who read her column about their Mm -hmm. lives, just to remind us, you know, it's not everything. It's just one small step just to remind us that 
God, we share so much more in common than divides us when you get down to it. How can people get involved? What can they do? So, um, so um, we have, if you go to takeonesmallstep.org, and again, I hope everybody listening will do this, takeonesmallstep.org. And um, you sign up for newsletter, and you can also sign up to be a part of One Small Step, where we will um, partner you with someone across the political divides. You take a quick, um, you take you you fill out a quick survey. Uh, there, you know, there's no, it's completely safe. Everything is um, locked down, and and um, there's no risk whatsoever. And we put you for 50 minutes to have a conversation with someone different than you. And again, like, look, this is just it, it is just one small step uh, away from this abyss. But the only thing we know for sure is that if we don't start dealing with this problem of hating each other, um, things are just going to get worse. So you go to the website, take one small step dot org, sign up, fill out a questionnaire. And as soon as we can, we'll match you with someone across the divides and you have that conversation. And more than that, just um, talk to people uh, around you, post post it on Facebook, let people know, you know, the idea of social norming. If people can see that, like what's normal is to treat each other with respect, not to treat each other with contempt, that kind of that that kind of um, uh, norming can spread like what like a virus, like wildfire, a good virus, you know, and remind us that. this is not okay. And, you know, uh, uh, like you said about Luke Eric, that we can focus on, on who we are as our, at, at our best. You know, we live in a country now that is unforgiving, um, that um, no, none of us are, all of us are the worst things we've ever done. Um, uh, and it uh, doesn't, doesn't, you know, if, if, we, if we can't, you know, see the best in, in others, if we can't yeah. recognize the best in others, we're just in deep, deep trouble. I just did a podcast with Jordan Peterson last Thursday, and uh, I was re-listening to it again today. And most of that conversation is about that. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's deeply, deeply concerned about what we're going through as well as uh, you and I are. Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Takeonesmallstep.org is the uh, address. Dave, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. There is so much negativity out there right now. Let me give you something positive to think about. Buying and selling a home. Yes, it's a hassle. If you're about to do one or the other, you might feel like it's a huge mountain of responsibility resting firmly on your shoulders. You make a mistake and it could cost you big time. Where is the good news here? Real estate agents, don't roll the dice. Real estate agents, I trust.com. You could get Lenny from across the street who does, you know, real estate between shifts at his used cell phone kiosk down at the mall, or you can get the best one in your area. We look for the people who have the best practices. They know how to advertise your home. They already have a lot of people coming to their website. They have the track record. And most of them are listeners of the program, so they kind of think alike. You know, we're all different, but we're kind of in the same boat, and uh, they know what you're looking for. You can explain it to them, and they'll help you find that right house, or they'll help you sell your home. Realestateagentsitrust.com. For both ends, buying and selling, if you're moving to different towns or different states, realestateagentsitrust.com. A free service to you. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Monday. 
We have, um, I have a really great story to share with you. Hopefully I'll be, I'll be able to get it, uh, get it to you uh, next hour. We, we also have a few other things that we, we have to get to um, on jobs and the economy, things you need to prepare for. But um, I just read an op-ed um, this morning uh, from somebody whose kids are in an elite school in Manhattan, and they're conservative. And it's like the only conservative in the school. And all these parents are coming up saying, I'm concerned about the woke radicals in the school. And they're all complaining to him. And his response is, is remarkable. And I think as parents, we need to hear from some people who are actually leading uh, the fight. Uh, and his perspective is one I have not heard before. I'm going to share it coming up in just a few minutes.